Hi everyone and welcome to another Sauntering Podcast with me, Paul White. And today I'm in the east of Ukraine in the Donbass region and I've had the huge privilege of being part of an evacuation of a family uh, in the city of Bakhmut. Um, if you've been watching the news at all or listening to the news you'll realise it's a highly fought over small city with kind of questionable strategic significance to the Russians although it seems to have taken on an almost symbolic significance now and huge amounts of resources have been poured into fighting a battle which goes backwards and forwards um, between the Ukrainians and the Russians and obviously living in the middle of that city must be horrendous and when we were there you can hear the background noise of um, artillery fire and stuff which is pretty tiring and not not nice to live with day in and day out and and there's you can uh, just follow the story i hope you find it interesting but what i just want to say right up front is there is one incredible outstanding champion in this story and that is Svetslava. he's 21 he's a young man with his whole life ahead of him but every day almost he risks his life to drive his armoured um, vehicle into this war zone to pluck out families and people who just want to get on a bus to somewhere quieter where their lives are not quite so much in peril 24-7. And so I really want to honour him in this recording and just give thanks to God for young people who are willing to be so brave and so courageous. So thanks for allowing me to be part of your mission today. It's a grey misty morning, it's raining, not very heavily, but it's just that kind of grey, misery English November kind of weather. And I'm heading towards the grey zone with my good friend now, <laughs> Svetlava who is a local hero who goes into in his armoured vehicle to bring people out who need to evacuate. So today we're going in to um, evacuate a family from the war zone um, and bring them into a safer part of Ukraine. The, um, we've just come through, we're on the big road and we're just coming through into Buckingwood uh, today and we've passed an army block post they've just waved us on through because they know him um we're this side everything is normal people going to work and obviously population is very low people are still only coming back in bits and pieces but various businesses are open there's some traffic on the road and we'll see what today holds the city his mum and dad are in very early on in the war and they still hold it occupied um, his, they, his dad went there first of all as a missionary and now he's planted a church there and is a pastor um, but Svetslava's uh, has a, two brothers and four sisters or the other way around I can't remember which um, but just the courage of these guys I mean this is just amazing I think the occupation is no fun 
for people. We spoke to people who've um, lived under the occupation and it's pretty brutal. So the work of evacuating people from, this, from the areas is really important because when the fight to liberate goes on, there is obviously more loss of civilian life. One day during the shelling, um, a bomb landed on the literally right next to the pastor's house. Um, but amazingly, they were all okay. Just past a block post, and they have big pieces of concrete and lots of um, steel kind of welded things like crisscross things that are designed to stop vehicles and um, looks like a truck hit one at some speed somewhere in the night and um, I don't know if the driver was still in there but it looked like it was a fatality so we did we just literally driven past that now um, traffic's getting a little bit quieter on this road it's not like busy anyway but um, we're we've just come through another block post and we're now Backwood? No, no, Constantina. Constantina. So one more. Oh. But there's a lady walking along the dual carriageway with a shopping bag. There's bits of um, barricades and stuff regularly. Um, but there's still signs of life here. the petrol station which was full of soldiers but the um, gas stations are open it's interesting so Svetslava was just saying that his mum had told him not to do this thing of going in and snatching people out of danger because it's too dangerous and I said yeah true <laughs> pravda and he said yeah <laughs> we're dodging lots of potholes in the road and driving past some pretty damaged buildings um, all the cars are doing the same vehicles are doing the same weaving in and out of the potholes and obviously there's some big lots of standing water on the road and you don't want to get in that just in case you lose a tire so it's kind of little crafty moves going on here there's some kind of bus service running and people waiting or on Odd individuals waiting for the bus. I just see one pull over now and pick someone up. So it's kind of interesting. Constantina, we're running alongside um, multiple tracks of railway, which we have been most of the journey. Um, there's no trains on it. There's a bunch of people just standing outside a supermarket. So the supermarket's open and people going about their day um, military vehicles of all shapes and sizes everywhere some really interesting Humvee thing with guns on top just gone past and we're turning left There's a little market with people selling potatoes out the back of a van a couple of vans there few people walking around, a guy pushing a bicycle, lady carrying some bags of shopping, another guy pushing a bicycle. One more time. Uh, 
time to contrast. This is uh, Konstantinovka. To, to, this is uh, light uh, leaf. Life. 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 Yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Keep going. Uh, 10 km to Bakhmut. War. Yeah. It seems to me that war casts a long shadow and it's not just over the people living 10 kilometers away from the conflict, the immediate conflict, but everything this whole nation of Ukraine is going through right now is because of this war. And we know that the world is looking on with great interest um, and hoping for a good outcome. but. Here is where the real price is being paid and we're driving through a landscape now which just looks ugly and desolate. It's dark brown, mud everywhere, all over the road, trees just look like, uh, you know, like sort of ghostly um, shapes in the mist, you just these black, kind of dark grey shapes of military vehicles and trucks pulling big guns and this kind of thing parked up on the side of the road and you really do get the sense that this is the shadow of war. So the situation up ahead is dodgy. We've just come through the last block post and there's some soldiers there and someone getting a trolley, you know like a stretcher trolley. There's Oh man, big massive hole in the road all the way through, like um, a shell has gone through. So we now have helmets on as well as body and chest plates, so we, you know, obviously <laughs> for a reason. So we are just coming up to Bathwood now and uh, it was just incredible to see how calm this guy is next to me, he's 21 years old. Not reckless, he's very safe, but he's um, taking very brave, courageous decisions every day. So, this is Bagwood, um, pretty deserted apart from military people. There's a car up on its side, burned out here, and then there's two people with a child. Oh, look like a child, and no, I think it was a bag actually, a bag of shopping on a bicycle, pushing it up the road. Well, it's not difficult to see the devastation. Ironically, just up in front now, we we're just passing a MiG fighter that's been sort of mounted on a plinth as a old Soviet relic, I guess. Um, but we're seeing the some completely destroyed buildings, a lot of everything's empty really and uh, yeah there's someone on a bicycle just up ahead of us navigating the mud and the mist um, so heading the same direction as us so still some people here, civilians here just living their lives or trying to houses with no roofs no windows um, just burned out, bombed out houses that aren't even houses anymore, just a pile of rubble um, yeah this is painful it's a 
church on the left, which seems to have survived so far. A couple of guys walking with their hands in their pockets, like they're just out and about, and a dog crossing the road, and electric cables from the trams are down in the street, just dangling, um, like all over the road, I guess. So you don't want to get tangled up in that. So we're taking a right, there's a man, a lady, and another guy um, with a shopping bag and still some people around walking about, not so many. I would not choose to live here right now. There's a couple of people having a conversation from other sides of the street and people walking down, a man carrying a box, another person on a bicycle and a babushka with two shopping bags and lots of um, those crisscross things made of steel and lumps of concrete in the road hanging down all the tram uh, the trolley bus cables just hit one the trolley bus cables hitting the van. Special sound effects. Now I'm coming over a bridge which is not blown up. Okay, so we're actually still in Ukrainian territory, just um, over in the mountains is the Russian zone. The streets are deserted and it is like uh, just a bad movie, yeah, just blown up buildings and stuff. Quite a lot still standing, don't want to paint the wrong picture. There's a lot of devastation here. This really is quite a depressing sight really to drive down these deserted streets and see the empty buildings and just see odd one or two people. Here's a, a skip been tipped out, all the rubbish everywhere. Um, the military hospital on the left. Um, there's a car and a lady with a headscarf and a black coat. We're driving down a, a little road now and the electric cables are down the road. There's a hole probably about 10 metres diameter with some water in. There's obviously a big shell or mine or something is going off. I'm not very good on technical military terminology, so you'll have to forgive me. We're just coming down towards um, the uh, road that's completely blockaded, so we're not going to get down through there. So we're going to turn around. There's a car in front of us that is a taxi. That is, my goodness only knows what they're up to, or what he, the driver, is doing today. I guess some people still need to get around. This bombed out car. The lady with the headscarf. Or no, it's a pink bobble hat. I've seen without a bobble. Alright, we're trying again. So there's a couple of soldiers and a dog that's adopted them. The dog is like the kid at school who hangs around with the big guys and <laughs> wants to look impressive and keeps glancing around for approval. Very funny. 
have never seen such a deserted looking place in my life. This is just extraordinary. The children's house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Sveti is saying, oh, <laughs> okay, so we're now going down a muddy track. Um, by some small houses uh, with trees and stuff it's kind of like a little village within the town on the edge of the town or somewhere in the town um, my sense of direction is completely gone so and it all looks abandoned and derelict and blown up and stuff and yeah we're, oh, we're cutting through looks like I can see another road so my driver is not very sure where we're supposed to be, I think. He's obviously got a location on his phone. He's trying to get there. Okay, so here we are. We've arrived, I think. We're just going to turn around. We've just seen an old guy by a gate. And um, we're just going to pick up the people. Oh, yeah, someone's come out with a bag. Uh, has just shown me this control thing that opens and unlocks the doors because this is a security van. Pretty good. And he said, don't press the red one or as it blows up. <laughs> Which makes me feel great. Anyway, we've just met the people and the guy's just gone to get his family. So we'll be loading them up. We've meet, meeting the people. Here they come. They've got a buggy, a man carrying a buggy, a lady bringing the baby. And the dog keeping an eye on everything. Getting them loaded up onto the van. The guy was saying he's worked for 28 years in a particular place and he obviously feels affronted by this whole situation. You can hear some bangs in the background, which is not exactly great news, but we know it's going on. And here's a younger lad, probably 11, 10 or 11. The dog wants to come, but he's not allowed. There's a guy who's staying here. There's another girl and another lady. It's uh, sad, everyone's saying goodbye. They're kissing the baby. <coughs> Obviously, tears and sadness and... Uh, Svet is amazing, just going to say that. He's giving out cards, so if they need want to come out later, he'll come back for them, looks like. What he's saying. Um, the sound of the fighting is pretty grim. There was a lot going on last night. We could hear it even from where we were in our beds. It was in sort of this dull kind of background noise. Anyway, so here we go. We're all, so we've got uh, mum and dad and two children. 
vehicle. Yeah. Is obviously everyone's very sad. Baby is. I'm gonna say about 18 months. Yera. 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 Yeva. 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 It's amazing. There's still people. This just walking around. Well, obviously doing something, but uh, still people here. And uh, we just got the. We just saw some soldiers walking up from a little shop with some bags of groceries with their machine guns over their shoulders. And it's this sort of strange mix of little dogs running around, presumably trying to make their own lives work, um, and a few people clinging on to. A life that's escaping them, really. Just passing a building now, which has got smoke going up from it, and it's uh, that's a complete wreckage. It looks like that might have been hit recently. So we're on a big road again. I guess we're heading back now, which is not a small relief. Um, yeah, there we go. So that is Ukrainian college and it survived the Second World War but it isn't hasn't survived this one unfortunately. So there's our fighter jet parked up on its plinth, still intact, next to a building blue and grey building with the roof off and all the windows gone. So as we drive out of that scary place I looking at the little girl behind me and looking at the picture of my granddaughter who's um, who's 11 weeks old on my phone it's a screensaver on my phone I'm just thinking wow their lives are so very different and who would want to have to bring a child up in this environment and be literally fleeing for her life and for her future. But this is where we're at right now. And what a privilege to be able to be part of a little effort to get a family to safety. So we've just come through the block post and the soldiers were asking Svetslava for chai. And uh, oh, we're just passing some tanks here. We give them a wave. Um, and he gives them a bag of apples and whatever this is, some cookie bars, I think, nut bars, which is cool. They're obviously happy. Bit of a kind of godforsaken type of job, really. Anyway, here we go. We're on our way to freedom. Slava Bull. Just going for another block post and uh, we're heading on fairly quickly now. Um, but there was a big thud behind us sounded like something pretty big had just gone off you can hear it over the noise of the van so we've just loaded our little family onto the bus which is full of other people being evacuated and it's parked outside the church and this is where the people wait for the bus and I guess this is happening every day several times a day um, people, so we're in Kremantorsk or something like that now, which is quite a big city. 
and you know people are here and life is going on but I guess these people now are going to be taken by bus to the train and I guess they'll everyone will go somewhere maybe somewhere different but it's kind of a bit forlorn but I have to say how incredibly proud I am to know uh, I can always fumble his name, <laughs> Sveti. He's just an incredible guy. He's just so calm and dignified and kind. Amazingly kind to the people and just, but without being fussy and melodramatic. Yeah, so there we go. Job done. Praise the Lord. Slava Bogu.